Mindfulness Mode 334. Things start to shift in your life and you're like, it can't be this simple. And we say, yes, it is simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. Hey, welcome to Mindfulness Mode. I'm Bruce Langford, host and Mindfulness Life Coach. So great to have you with us. It's Wednesday morning and I'm excited because I was interviewed on the Million Pound Mission podcast and it's gone live today. That's Adam Shobley's show. You might remember Adam from episode 330 on Mindfulness Mode. It was called Million Pound Mission Founder Equals Inspiration. And that's Adam Shobley, certainly inspired me. He invited me on his show, and his show is called Million Pound Mission, and you can check it out at mindfulnessmode.com slash MPM150, standing for Million Pound Mission. So mindfulnessmode.com forward slash MPM150. M150 because it's episode 150. I start talking about life on the farm and a little of my story growing up and I ended up sharing things with Adam I don't think I've ever shared publicly before. Check it out. Let me know what you think at bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. Send me an email between now and July 1st and I'll send you a mindfulness mode fridge magnet. As you know, I always love hearing back from my listeners from you mindful tribe I love sharing with you and I love when you share with me so thanks so much for that have you ever met a couple that just seems so real so easy to talk with so down to earth that describes my guests today Brad and Casey only thing is they have a story that is out of this world It's not exactly the same down-to-earth kind of story you might expect. I won't give it away. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy Brad and Casey Wallace. Hey, Mindful Tribe. We are going to have a lot of fun today because we're talking with a great couple who have a lot of cool answers to life. (laughs) So this is going to be really interesting. I've got Casey and Brad here. Hey, Casey. Hey, Brad. Are you in mindfulness mode today? Absolutely. We are always mindful. Are you always? Wow. (laughs) That is pretty incredible to be able to say you're always mindful. I love that. And I'm just, just going to share a little bit about both of you. Casey and Brad Wallace, they're authors, they're international speakers, and they're workshop leaders. And they have expertise in releasing limitations. So how many of us are, you know, looking to release our limitations? And I think the answer is we all are. And they're so good at at helping you deal with lack and need and moving you into a place of abundance. They've been featured as guests on over 400 media outlets, including CNN, Fox News, NBC, and the list goes on, as well as mainstream radio, podcasts, and telesummits. Brad and Casey's passion is to help people transform themselves and their lives. Their expertise allows others to know the highest version of themselves. So, well, we're here to talk about mindfulness, Brad. Mindfulness. Mindfulness, Casey. What is it all about for both of you? What's mindfulness? Uh, well, we have come to discover through uh, the the group that we channel, Julius, that speaks 
always of obtaining your highest consciousness state. And in English, that means <laughs> being mindful. It does. It's so interesting because we were laughing. We've always kind of laughed about these ethereal metaphysical teachings that are always speaking about uh, consciousness and energy and alignment and cohesiveness. And we do understand that. We do. But at one point, just kind of asking the question, what does being conscious mean? What does right. raising your consciousness mean? And Julius, with extreme clarity in all that they are, said, it is choosing your thought and choosing your emotion at all times, which is the highest version of mindful application. And so that's what we do, Bruce, and that's what our definition of mindful is, is the ability to choose your thought choose your emotion and be creative on your path at all times where most people feel that their their thoughts are chosen for them or implemented onto them or forced upon them and they have no choice but to try to differentiate between another person's choice and uh, we think that you give your power away that way so by gaining your empowerment you become mindful right yeah well, I'm so glad you explained it that way, you know, because it's true. I mean, so many times you suddenly think, man, am I ever angry or am I ever upset about something? And, you know, you're thinking, well, I didn't really choose that emotion. It just happened. So I'm, I'm really glad you explained it that way. But explain Julius. Who is Julius? What is this Julius thing? What explain this, that. What is us. this wizardry that we do? <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> well, approximately 10 years ago, I was actually in a car accident. And because of the medicine that they had prescribed for me, I uh, got the unique perspective of a near-death experience. And I was gone from this earthly plane of existence for over eight hours. And during that time, yeah, yeah. And during that time, I was not only watching what was going on here, but I was able to communicate and talk and hold conversation with this group of beings on the other side, Um, almost like a picture in picture, you know, on a television screen. Uh And uh, through everything that was going on, they asked me if I wanted to come back and I basically told them I'm only going back if you're coming with me because nobody's ever going to, nobody's ever going to believe my story for one thing. And they said, Oh, don't worry. We've already worked that out. And when I woke up in the hospital, Casey then started talking back to me or channeling them back to me and explaining to me what I had just experienced. And, uh, Basically, we've agreed to do this for the rest of our lives, and now this is what we do. We talk to people about opening up their thought process and thinking differently. Yeah, so Julius is a benevolent group of beings that have been human. So they've worked their way through the human experience, letting go of all of their judgment, their fear, their limitations, becoming extraordinarily mindful so that they can reach their ascension destination. And uh, Brad's shared many, many, many lives with this group. I, I, I have too, but the group is really in this kind of council format that Brad's energy just really cohesively blends with. And so I have the opportunity to be the conduit for Julius speaking 
Uh, so we teach courses, run workshops where I channel Julius. We do them on different subjects matters, but mostly letting go of all of your fear, which is where all your limitations live. Okay, so I'm trying to I'm trying to digest all of this. Okay, I'm just being totally honest here. So so you had the near life experience. You connected with people. Were they people who had died? Yes. Uh, no, they ascend. No. They they yeah. had left this plane of existence. They had been human, but they had left this plane of existence. They had grown in their level of understanding, which is an ascended status. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, I think so. But but yeah. they did okay. die, didn't they? Okay. Yes. Well, let, let me put it. <laughs> let me put. Let's see if I can put it this way. Christ consciousness, consciousness mm-hmm. okay, is a level of thought. It's, a, it's what we refer to as Christ consciousness. It's a level okay. that you reach when you think a certain way. Okay. Each of these beings have reached a Christ consciousness level of understanding, and they have taken their bodies with them mm-hmm. to the other side. Yeah. And there's a certain number, there's a certain group of these beings that you are connected with in this group of Julius. Well, that's right? a good question. Actually, we have never really talked about the exact number mm-hmm. because in that state of consciousness, Bruce, so there's seven states of consciousness for human beings. That's the teaching. In the low states of consciousness, which is where the average human being is walking around in, in fear and paranoia and stress and anxiety and worry and reactivity, you take on the definitive perception that you are singular or separate. As you raise your consciousness, you come back to a state of awareness of we are all one. It's one consciousness. And so the when you ascend, at a sixth level of consciousness, you will definitively refer to yourself as a we. You will more have access to all thought, similar thought of of souls and things like that. So numerology or numbers kind of go out the window. They kind of go out the window. We as human beings on this realm, even in our individual status, you know, and you will agree that we pick up on the energy of each other's thoughts. We share this space that there's nothing that severs really the energy between all of us. The more mindful we are, the more we can tap into that with awareness, with intention and with creativity. So it's a progressive process of consciousness. It's not a requirement. It doesn't have agenda to it. It's just a byproduct. It's a byproduct of the open mind and the open process of working your fears out and working your judgments out. Yeah, because you understand, especially because of mindfulness, okay, when you start to begin to think differently, when you are mindful of what you are thinking about, or even begin to be mindful of what you are thinking about, everything in your life changes Mm -hmm. because you're mindful of it. And so you start to recognize things differently. Well, consciousness is basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. You just start to think differently because everything that goes on in your life 
starts with the thought. It's true. Yeah. Yes, it does. You're absolutely right. And I and I can completely understand what you're talking about, but there's one thing I don't get. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could be camping and I could look at the at the camper next to me and I could see you two. Right. And I would think you guys are the most down to earth, ordinary people. Hi, how are you doing? And I wouldn't be expecting to hear any of this kind of stuff from you. Yeah. So that's what I don't get. Like, how come you don't have like your hair in a ponytail? Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm talking, I'm talking about Brad and here. why don't you have a ball and why yeah. don't you have like glittery things? Yeah. Isn't like, that cool? Because <laughs> what is this all about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we, we're just normal. Yeah. That this is, this is what people can't figure out about us, Bruce. No, but yes. we do have That's... to agree with you. We, in fact, honestly, just with a twisted sense of humor that we have on occasion, when we have these massive workshops, we're always talking about coming out with cloaks over us and the staff just to see what the people, just to see like, what oh the people God. in the audience yeah. are going to do. Yeah. That's... Would but you I think, think you could charge double if you did yeah. that? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, here's the thing, Bruce. I think that. One of the things that's missing for a lot of people, but that's the most vital component is authenticity. And uh, Brad and I are definitively who we are. And that's not anything too freaky. We have a family, we have grandchildren, we have business, we have home, we have animals, we have yeah. friends. We've got a farm, um, you know. We, we function we, we in a town. We work on the farm yeah. every day. Yeah. So we live well, in a small I'm not trying to make light of who you are. And I yeah. want all my listeners to understand this. Yeah. I'm just sitting here on this Zoom call, seeing both of you. And I'm thinking, wow, you guys are the most down to earth people <laughs> ever. And yet we're talking about this deeper level of mindfulness. And this is fantastic. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So how do we, yeah, how do we get rid of our limiting beliefs? I mean, isn't that like the big question? How it do is. we move it past is. all these things that are holding us back and do what we really truly want to do? How do we do that? And how can Julius help us do that? It's the, it's the, uh, first of all, leading you into the total empowerment of all that you are. So our teachings go, Bruce, that you are the creator of your reality through your thoughts and through your emotions. I totally believe that. That no two people, yeah, no two souls, no two souls have the same way they process thought or the same way they feel about thought. So everybody is having a different reality, even if you think everyone in your town has got the same thing going on. Nobody ever does. Nobody ever does. Okay. I totally get that. Yeah. I totally believe that. So that is the best news that we could give you because then that means that if that is a truth and you've been doing this half-assed your whole life, sometimes good, sometimes bad, sometimes with success, sometimes with bumps and bruises, and you realize that you're doing it, it you can set an intention and do something else. That's amazing. You know, it's like, wow, you mean I can actually draw with a different angle on my pencil and it would look differently? You mean I could wear a different shirt and I would look differently? We're like, yeah, 
how about about I could change the color on the wall behind me? Right. Yes. Yes. And I would see it one way, but my wife would see it another. Yeah. So there's the perfect example. It is. So in our courses, Bruce, Julius brings you to acute awareness states of how powerful you are in creating your reality. And this sets the platform for your mindful intention going through processes, going through teachings that demonstrate immediately back to you the power of your thought and your emotion creating what you want. What's spectacular about this, as you know, is the minute you start implementing it, you start to see results. Yes. So you're encouraged. You know, you get these cool little tiblets and things start to shift in your life and you're like, it can't be this simple. And we say, yes, it is simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. But With the tenacity of all that we are as souls, it is the ongoingness that we are, whether we like it or not, whether we acknowledge it or not. But when we start to acknowledge something, doesn't it move faster? Moves with intention. It's remarkable. So through lectures, through workshops, you get support systems of these types of teachings and theories. You get information on how to implement these thoughts and these feelings, suggestions on ways to create changes in your life. And a lot of our students, Bruce, come into these teachings with a lot of physical limitations. And so they decide to start there. And it's amazing to even see your own physical embodiment respond to these types of practices. Wow. Tell me a story of someone that has transitioned in their life in a big way because of Julius. Yeah. Okay. So what, what, let's talk about ocean. Oh Lord, that one's too, I here, think that one's too long. Here, here, well, I can give a condensed version. Okay. okay. Think Himalayan mountains under the uh, guise of a guru. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've basically given all of your wealth, all of everything, your children, your family, everything that you own, all goes to this guru for the rest of your life. And you get into it and you realize it's not what you think it is. You're you're feeling totally something's not right. Something's not right. So lo and behold, this person sneaks out from the guru's compound and goes into town and basically hears us on a radio show and immediately she says her whole life changed just listening to us for just a few minutes and so she would start to sneak out at night over a period of time and would start getting on computers in town and find out what other programs we were on and she now has left the guru, has completely changed her life, has become a practitioner of healing, of healing, mm-hmm. and has moved on and is one of the most profound mm-hmm. people you could ever sit down with and have a conversation with. Yeah, totally shifting from victimhood into full empowerment for herself. Relationships with her family changed, financial relationships changed. But more than that, it's the joy that you find 
whatever that joy is for you, that's the goal. Because when you're in joy, you cannot be stressed. You cannot be sad. You cannot be depressed. You cannot be limited. Okay. You're in joy. Time stands still. It's the zone that everybody is seeking. That's mindfulness. That's consciousness. That's empowerment. We have students that have cured themselves from cancer and lifelong chronic conditions. We have students who have mended and expanded relationships in their lives that they thought were hopeless, that they thought were lost. We've had depression conquered. We've had cancer conquered. Extraordinary, extraordinary information of stories that you know, are the ultimate inspiration that end up in unleashing their joy, unleashing their joy. That's what all the mindfulness does. It sets you on that path, just sets you on that path. Sometimes it's challenging because you think it's just too much work. I just don't want to have to think about what I'm thinking about all the time. There's just, yeah, I can't, I just want to be empty. And we're like, well, you can't be, you're never empty. So you might as well pay attention because yeah. when you pay attention, you can see. And when you see, then clarity comes and extraordinary follows. And then you are doing it. And then you are inspiring it. And then you are unleashing it. And it's fantastic. Well, Casey, you mentioned victimhood. Yeah. And that's something I want to talk a little bit more about because why is it that even though I think we've heard everywhere, you know, don't play that victim role, don't be a victim, it seems like we're just pulled back into it, pulled back into it. And we're, it seems like something that we can be always fighting. I don't want to be a victim. I'm not going to act in that role. I'm not going to be that victim. What do we do? How do we avoid that? Well, the tough, yeah, the tough thing is, is that's a really good question, Bruce, because what it really comes down to and is honest answer on that. Okay. Because victimhood gets you out of all kinds of stuff, doesn't it? Yes. All kinds of stuff. And people are terrified of accountability, terrified of it, mostly because they immediately go to judging their what stupidity, their lack for being a victim. And we say that doesn't serve you at all. If we're going to move you out of victimhood, we're going with, we love that this has played a role in our lives and gotten us to a state of awareness. And now we're going to utilize that state and we're going to expand it. That is the big girl panties being pulled up finally. Okay. That's the letting go of guilt. That's the letting go of shame. That's the letting go of blame in your life. It frees you up. It's fantastic. That's victimhood is where all of your limitations sit. It's judgment and fear wrapped together in an action against yourself, okay? So we're gonna change that action into a flow of creativity and intention and empowerment. And some people get a little afraid of that. They're like, oh, well, God, they, I don't even don't know. Want, it's a little they bit don't weird. Want to be that powerful. Yeah, yeah. But right. what they don't understand is you're doing it anyway. You are. You're just doing it from a victim's role. Yeah. So why not just set the victimhood aside and become the empowered being that you are and use your own power to create everything in your life. Yeah, And it could change instantly, just like it did with that woman who heard it on the radio. 
just yeah, that's a right. moment. That's it's right. really, it's a decision. So really what we say is the decision can be made in a moment. The action can take quite a long time because people get into subconscious patterns of behavior that they are not mindful of. That is a truth. So once you make a state of awareness and you set your intention, the work gets to start and it's okay because we're gonna, we're gonna come with you. We're gonna give you your safety net. We're gonna give you honor. We're gonna give you love. We're gonna give you non-judgment. We're gonna give you encouragement because we've all done it. Every single human embodiment does victimhood, does it. When you have your guts full of it, you'll be done. You change, you change. But then by having been victims, Bruce, we understand victimhood. We have compassion for it. We don't judge it. We know that you can do it because it's been done. It's been done. So that's a tough decision for some. For some, they think, oh yeah, I don't wanna be a victim anymore, but boy, when that work starts, they're like, mm, I don't know. It was really safe being a victim. It was really safe. And we say, but the extraordinary is in empowerment. You know, do you want the roller coaster? Do you want the merry-go-round? Do you wanna fly? Do you wanna crawl? That's what some of those questions come into for you. So many people, live in mundane in the majority of their life. They'll have moments of inspiration and they'll have moments of joy and laughter and love. And then we say, wouldn't you want that to be your majority? And they usually will say yes. And we say, then come on, come on, come on. We're gonna give you to Joyland, your own Joyland, not ours, yours. And, uh, pretty fun stuff yeah that's a pretty incredible promise that's yeah. pretty exciting yeah yeah that is it, very but exciting it, but it's real it is but it, it's real it's who you are it's really who you are you have this buoyant thing called a soul so one of the things bruce that you have been lied to almost since the beginning of human types of existence is that you have a soul biggest lie you've ever been told ever because the truth is you are a soul and you have a body. Right. And when you really get that, everything shifts for you. Everything shifts. Because the power of a soul is usually commonly agreed upon to be extraordinary. And so when you know you are that, wow, the waves start to build for you. So how much of this victimhood story hinges on the story we've created from our parents? Good question. Yeah, yeah. Perspectives are passed down. You know, that's how genetics get passed down. As science is even backing up now that your whole physical embodiment is thought actualized. That is a truth. And that genetic patterns can shift through mindful thought. You know this. This is what you do. Okay. But where do these thoughts come from? Where do these attitudes come from? Right in your home, right in your organizations, right in your school systems, right in your economic systems, right in your whatever systems, okay, that are filled with judgment, punishment, reward, agenda, requirement, competition, okay? And all of that leaves a victim behind. Anything that wins leaves a victim behind, okay? 
So to wipe that off the table into simple experience of extraordinary from every experience because it expands you, takes the agenda out, the requirement out, competition out, and just unleashes on a platform of compassion. So when you have been brought up, that is a wonderful opportunity for you to learn to stay centered amidst distraction mm -hmm. and unleash your empowerment. What better way to practice not being a victim than having to climb out of it? Oh yeah, I can, I, I'm not a victim, I'm not a victim. We're like, really? Because you live in golden goblets and rainbow all the time. But tell us about climbing out of victimhood. Then you can say, I am no longer a victim. So perhaps it's a platform you set up for your own self, for your own discovery. So tell me the role that meditation plays. With meditation Julius. is a wonderful, wonderful practice of getting out of the distraction. And it can be done in many ways. Many forms. Many forms. Some people need absolute quiet. Some people need darkness, silence, no smell, you know, a relaxed position because everything distracts their monkey mindness. Some people can just go jogging down a road and that repetitive boom, 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 boom is, a, is an active meditation for them. And it can open their mind for clarity of thought and resolution and healing, okay? It is anything that takes you away from that which distracts you from being mindful is meditation. And everyone needs it to reach their internal beingness and unleash themselves. They have to, because especially now, this realm is so bombarded with distraction. And it's going to be getting worse more in the next, next few years because of all the new electronic systems that they're trying to improvise, which are going to even bombard you even more. Mm -hmm. So you have got to learn to be able to step away mm -hmm. from that in some form or another and learn a meditative state. Um, the, the Western or North American parts of the U.S. are, are the, some of the last ones to catch up. On, on the meditation, we understand that. But time is an illusion, so we love that. And the practice of calm and focus, resolves, it resolves everything. It resolves every point of stress for a child. To take a child into the end of the day with no electronic devices, to review how, what they experienced in their day, how their day felt to them, and then to bring them to a realization that we can practice the way that we feel. Let's practice feeling good, feeling joyful. Let's create possibilities for ourselves. It teaches our children that they don't have to react to everything. They can create their experience through their perception, which ultimately transfers into their expression. I want to ask you a question about bullying because I've worked in that field for a long time and a, maybe a story that you could share with us where mindfulness would have made a difference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So of course, as you know, the bullier is also a victim 
Okay. Yes. They yes. are on the other side of the victimhood ball by being the implementer of victimhood upon someone who chooses to be a victim. And the sad part about it is they're never satisfied. Well, when they the finally never get well, satisfied. Yes, but that's true. So they will eventually figure out that being bullying is not bringing them joy either. Okay. Right. But we understand what you're saying as far as as the the person being bullied. And um, we actually have experience of this because my son, who is, uh, we live in Southern Utah. And so without having to say blatantly to everybody, I'm sure you can probably figure out what the dominant religion in Utah is, okay? Probably. Uh, That is extraordinarily um, judgmental and extraordinarily controlling. And um, their behaviors are very much dictated to them. And we grew up, uh, we didn't grow up, but I brought my children to Southern Utah when they were very young. And my son is gay and not Mormon, and he doesn't hunt or fish or kill things, okay, to be manly. And he was a bully magnet as a child. Um, Aside from doing um, what what I felt at the time, proper parental guidelines, uh, you know, getting him tutors and, and, and things like that to keep him out of the way of some of these horrible, horrible kids, but also ha- teaching him his empowerment of um, not taking the role on in the sense that um, your reaction to an action continues the conflict conflict in the action. Okay. To stand up and say, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be in conflict with you. Now, some people will say, yeah, that's all fine and dandy, but he's going to get his ass kicked a few times. We say, yeah, a little bit, but he got better. He got better at not crawling around, look, almost looking for the kid to kick him. Now, of course, working resourcefully with the kid that was bullying as well. We're not going to just stand back and seemingly allow that process to take place. Of course. Because it is a two way street. It's a massive street. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a speedway of parents and kids and society. Instructors. Yeah. You know, those people that are in charge that just, they don't get it. They just don't get it. So having conversations with principals and parents and the kids in the room, and talking about love and compassion and tolerance and victimhood um, seemed to help. It really did seem to help. Understanding that the bully is a victim also. And part of that is him or her desperately seeking acknowledgement, desperately seeking some form of empowerment and to help teach them that there are other ways to get your empowerment than trying to take it from somebody else. So we worked that way with, with my son and, uh, and all of his friends because he was in theater. So growing up then into high school at a performing arts high school, there were transgender children, bisexual children, homosexual children. We were the cool house that everybody wanted <laughs> yeah. to come to because yeah. they could all talk about whatever they wanted. Yeah. It, it was actually quite eye-opening. <laughs> but our job was to empower these kids to let them know who their soul was and their whole energy shifts, Bruce. And they go from really almost attracting the bullies to having some protection, you know, to themselves. And, and that was, that was a great, great experience to be able to walk through and continue to walk through because we work with those groups still. 
Well, it's so great to hear your definition of bullying and how you understand that the bully is a victim too. And, you know, this, this whole work that you do to help anyone and everyone without judgment is fantastic. I have five quick answer questions I want to ask both of you. Just 30 second answers are perfect. The first one is this, who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness? Brad. Gandhi. Okay. And Casey, do you have one? Um, I would say my father uh, that is now no longer in an embodiment and my brother um, definitively helped me as a woman and as a female uh, be mindful of, of balanced energy instead of polarity energy. And it definitively helped me choose my thoughts and my actions in my life without a male or female perspective behind it. Don't know that they are completely aware that they've done that for me, but uh, they, they have. Yeah. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, Brad? It has certainly made me more aware of my emotions. I was very much afraid not to show emotion. In fact, I was raised to not be an emotional person. And since becoming who I am today, I have no problem whatsoever showing my emotion about anything. You are kind of a boob about things. I I get that. (laughs) And how about you, Casey? They go right in alignment, if you ask me, Bruce. Uh, Once you become aware of one thing, you you automatically become aware of everything else. And the mind and the emotion click engage together to create everything for you. But learning that you can choose that helped me honor my emotions, helped me want my emotions, helped me to love my emotions, and to help me dig those emotions out of everybody that I come in contact with because that's where intimacy lies. Brad, tell me how breathing is part of your mindfulness. Breathing. I'll say I breathe more today than I ever have in my life. How's that? Because yeah. I, I do understand the power of closing my eyes and taking a few breaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I get that now. Yeah. It's very powerful. Yeah. And Casey, for you? Yeah, breath is the physical action of alignment and quiet and calm. And it was meant for our physical embodiments to keep us in that state continually as an automated system, just like blinking. And yet we completely lost our acknowledgement and appreciation for it. So like anything else in life, as we go back to everything that we appreciate and we love, we become masters of. Do you, Brad, have a book that you recommend (laughs) that's related to mindfulness? Far-reaching parameters. I actually wrote a book by the name of Far-Reaching Parameters and that book talks exactly about mindfulness and being aware of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. And how about you, uh, Casey? Uh, I would go along with that. It's the practice of um, the creative process. But for anybody who's looking for reading material, 
and inspirational material. You go with anything that unleashes your power and it's going to be mindful, mindfully attached. And you'll be guided there. You will. And then do another one and another one and another one. And then write your own and inspire mindfulness in everyone else. (laughs) Is there an app that either one of you would suggest that can help with mindfulness. <laughs> I don't. I don't do. I don't. Well, do you got. I think you got me on that one because the like. You know. You you understand because of the pre-show electronics, man. That I just. Right. There's got to be a meditation app yeah. out there somewhere that I would strong. I can't give you a recommendation, yeah. but I would tell you if there is, take advantage of it. What we can tell you is we have programming on YouTube and on Amazon and things like that that are videos and Julius will get you in your mindful mode. We have uh, med- guided meditations by Julius and things like that. So you can always look up expand with Julius on YouTube. So we, we just look at YouTube expand. Did you say expand, yeah. expand with Julius? Julius? Yeah. And our, and that's the same as our website, Bruce expand with Julius.com. Okay. Well, I was just going to ask that. How can we connect with you? Yeah. Expandwithjulius.com. And are you on social media as well? Oh, yes. We have uh, three different. We uh, Expand with Julius on Facebook. We have uh, Twitter and the other stuff. Yeah. And oh, the other stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Instagram? We, we have a staff that we does that. We have a staff that us, does so. that for us because we're, we're techno tards. Yeah. But we promise we won't get on there and be mean to anybody. We promise. So how can Mindful Tribe connect with you and and learn more about what you do? We have have an extraordinary workshop program called R Factoring. Then go to expandwithjulius.com. It is a three-day intensified workshop to help you change your perspective or become mindful of the way that you process thought, perceive thought and act upon thought. Oh, so you mean basically I would fly into Utah or I would fly into Vegas, you said earlier, Mm -hmm. you'd pick me up, you'd take me to your retreat for three days and we would like dig in and do the, do the really great work. Right. Right. For three days, intense work. We feed you food that's raised here on the farm. You stay here on the farm in a beautiful facility. In fact, the room that we're sitting in right here is one of the teaching rooms that that you're in. And, And your bedrooms are just off of this facility, but it's all right here. And we change the way you think. Yeah. About things. Not not to think the way we want you to think, right. but to shift your energy pathways to and, be, and become mindful. Yeah, you know. And where did you come up with the name R Factoring? Hey, thank you for Fabulous. asking that question. So this all came through Julius as a download to to from Julius. And Julius says that the way you perceive thought is who you believe you are. Uh-huh. So you are factoring your thoughts all the time. So that means you are actually you're actualizing your thoughts, you are demonstrating your thoughts, and you are expanding your thoughts. And what the program does is it points all of this out to you. Yeah. So if you don't believe that you can actually do that or that you actually do these types of things, this program shows you just how you think yeah. and just 
how your life is and it will amaze you at how easy it is to change. Yeah, and so by becoming mindful, by choosing your perspective, you change who you are. You change everything in your life. So the word factoring is processing, absorbing, and outputting, and uh, that's what you do with your thoughts. It's create your world for you. Create your world for you. So, um, and it was clever, you know, wasn't that clever? I thought it was fabulous. <laughs> and if you want to find out more, just go to the website and there's a little banner up there that has a, uh, a head with the matrix through it. And it says R factoring. You click on that and it'll take you right to the program. You can look at the facility that's here, everything that goes on. And there's even testimonials there so you can get comfortable with everything. Cool. Well, check out the website, Mindful Tribe, expandwithjulius.com, and you'll see Casey and Brad there, and you'll see the info about our factoring. So it's been great having you with us, Brad. It's been great meeting you, Casey. I've just loved this conversation. Thanks so much to both of you, and have a great rest of your day. You bet. All the best. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com and type the guest name or episode number into the search bar. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by subscribing to Mindfulness Mode wherever you listen. Maybe it's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever. Hit subscribe and share. Subscribing and sharing helps keep Mindfulness Mode on the air. Subscribe and share, share, share. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.